Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. I'm so excited for our guest today. She's a creative, but she understands the kind of most important thing that every business wants. Well, I think you should want to run a profitable business, but the reality is, especially if you're creative, you don't know what you don't know. And the number part and the black and the white and live in the gray and the data is not the fun part. But when you start to track things, you know how to do it, your perception really does change because it happened with me. And now I, I value that piece so much. Otherwise, I probably would not have a business. So today we're going to talk to Amanda. She's an expert at this and talk about why you want to have a profitable company and really more importantly, like the how of it. We'll get into that. So welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Before we jump off, do you have any stories or any experiences or that you could share just to give us context of how have you gotten to where you are today? Um, man, uh, I could go really far back, but I started out, I went to uh, college for uh, graphic design. I basically did not want to do anything that had it, you know, like numbers at first. I was like, I'm not a math person. Like I I'm going to go to art school and I'm going to be a graphic designer. I'd even looked into interior design and I was like, oh, you have to say like measurements and like make sure that stuff fits. And I was like, never mind. Um, so I went to school for graphic design. Um, I ended up taking a, a branding class and it was a quarter long and we took a brand that we thought was not good for like a, a business that it actually existed and we had to rebrand it. I absolutely fell in love with the rebranding and like the strategy behind it and everything like that. So um, after that class, I actually, I started out to which I feel like a lot of creatives can probably enjoy this. I started out uh, at an Etsy shop. I opened up just like a pre-made logo Etsy shop selling pre-made logos for like $50. Um, and from, it just kind of grew in, in, built itself from there. So then I started doing custom design. Then I added in website design. Then I realized that working with creatives, a lot of them don't, uh, they started doing something because it's what they love to do. And they never actually wanted to own a business or knew anything about owning a business. And I actually really enjoyed that part. I really enjoyed like growing a business and owning a business. Um, it's probably in my blood. There's a lot of entrepreneurs in our family. Um, and, and so I kind of found that as like a unique selling point kind of differentiator is that 
I like to tell people I'm 50% creative and 50% analytical. Like I enjoy both pieces equally. And my job of melding those two together is dream work for me. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's so amazing that a, your brain can do both sides because many people, it, it just, it doesn't work. And, and then knowing that about yourself is like the first thing, but then also understanding that just because you want something to look good. Um, and I mean, this is me like putting my foot in my mouth so many years ago when we hired a girl who like knew all this analytical shit, which is why she was hired. And then she's like, well, you're attached to that picture emotionally because you like love that client, that design. And, but it doesn't resonate with 90% of your audience because most people can't afford that. Um, so do you want to use that picture? Do you want to do what you want to do? Or do you want to do what's going to make money? And I'm like, why the hell are you even asking me? Like you, if you guys already AB split tested it, which I didn't know what that was back then. Um, and if you know what I mean? So it's like having, I would sabotage things constantly because I wanted it to look a certain way because I'm a designer. And what I had to learn was the conversions and everything it's in the data. And so if you just learn how to listen to people and you let the data do the job, if it's set up correctly, you can make better informed marketing decisions, which is like, brings me my first question for you, because when I hear branding or rebranding, knowing what it takes and behind the scenes, people just automatically, they're like, oh my God, it's a nightmare. It's so much, blah, 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 blah. It costs so much. Well, but really it's an investment because if you're in the position of rebranding, that means you've done something right. And you, we all need refreshes. We all need updates. God, for at least update the copyright at the bottom of your website every year, like just the basic legal shit. Now, why would I say that first before making sure it looks pretty is because when you get drugged to court, not me, I was subpoenaed on the case. Um, the, the, the data is good to have. <laughs> so how do we know when is the right time to invest in our branding? There's a couple different things, but the first one I always like to tell people is if you're asking yourself this question, then it's probably time to rebrand. Like that's the biggest indicator is if you're like, should I re there's something there like prompting you to ask yourself that. And so that's the biggest, um, I guess, red flag you could say is if you, if you're asking yourself that, that question, then there's something there making you feel that way. Um, and I see this in a lot of our clients. This is probably one of my favorite things about working with, with clients is there's a switch that happens during the process where they're like, oh, you know, I have this, you know, little business, you know, I you know, have it maybe as a side hustle or whatever. And then whenever we get close to launching, they're like, I'm a CEO, like I own a business and their confidence yeah. goes through the roof. And that is seen throughout, like, you know, their marketing, the way that they're showing up. Uh, and that's one of my favorite, favorite, yes, pieces of, of working with people is seeing that transformation happen. And that's the thing branding does, right? Like it, it really talks to how do you want people to see your business? Which for many of us that are creatives, like you said, we start with something we love. It's our passion. It's our baby. And it is like an extension of us. So it's not like it's an off on 
button kind of thing. It, I mean, I'm constantly seeing things and like getting inspired, but it's like, how do you channel it? That's why I call myself like, I have a potty train design brain. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I know like, okay, I'm potty trained, like not to bring it up anymore. Right. Um, or if it's like, oh, that costs way too much, you know, it's just stop talking about it. Or I'm like, well, we could do it on a smaller scale and da, 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 you know, but it just, it, it's everything and it matters. Most importantly, what I've learned when I have clients that usually they, they have a problem, a challenge with communication, they, they need some, some help with communication or they're bringing in the wrong type of client. I'll give you my favorite example, which is over and over wedding venues and planners. I'm sick of doing a barn wedding. Why do I only keep getting <laughs> barn weddings? I want to do weddings at the skirmahorn like you do. And I'm like, well, first off, if I go and look at your social media and your branding, yeah. <laughs> you have a horse head and a gate in your logo. And you're telling me you're tired of barn weddings. Okay. That's the first thing. The second thing is your entire Instagram and Pinterest page are pictures of barn weddings. So if you want to work at different places, either come intern or go to an event and they can look like inspiration. But if you don't put out a clear vision, then people aren't going to be clear on what to hire you for. Right. So if you're, I mean, wouldn't you say it's like the most important thing to like niche down on like, who's your target audience? Yes. That is something that we go through with all of our clients. Um, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, the exact same thing. If you don't want to be booking, you know, weddings at XYZ, don't put it in your portfolio. Like you are going to attract what it is, you know, that's coming to your door. Um, yep. and so that's, that's for sure. You know, a big piece is knowing who you want to, uh, work with and, and attract. And you have like a, like three levels of like business. What are the, what are those tiers? Yeah. So we have like a beginning business, like you're, you know, just, you know, coming, coming up uh, a new business. And then I like to call this the like awkward middle school phase years. And then you have your, you know, your pro, you, you're seasoned, you've been doing this. Um, and so within those three tiers, I can tell you a little bit more um, mm -hmm. about each one. So maybe somebody can like help self-identify. Obviously a new business owner, this is, you know, you're just getting your feet on the ground. I tell people, I'm like, go buy that $50 Etsy logo, go DIY that website because right now you know nothing and that's absolutely fine that's totally fine that you don't know anything this is where like you book any and every you know event any okay. client <laughs> yeah anything and everything um so that way you can understand what it is that you like uh where you want to be shooting or where you know where you want to be taking uh, events at what type of client then in your second those like awkward middle school, high school years. That's whenever like you think, you know, where you're going, like you're not new, you know, you're not new anymore, but you're not seasoned, like you're not pro. Um, and this is where it's time to start investing in what you have learned. So this is where, you know, you expand your brand upon just, you know, just one logo. You maybe invest in copywriting now because you know, who it is that you like to work with. You have somewhat of a portfolio built up to put on um, like a template website design. So you can start investing somewhat. And then once you're seasoned and pro, 
this is where it's time to go all in because at a certain time you will hit a peak within your business. You'll hit a ceiling and basically what you know so far will get you as far as it's going to. And this is whenever you've got to bring other experts into your business to take it even further. Um, and so this is whenever you do that high level branding, you go through like an entire rebranding process, like the, the correct way with an expert. Um, so that way, you know, a lot of our clients, they have big milestones that they want to reach. They, you know, want to get like into the luxury wedding tier. Uh, they want to significantly raise their prices so that they can do, you know, less of weddings and events, or, you know, they want to start hiring associates or get into the education or educational uh, sector. Um, and so those are kind of the three tiers. And to know and think ahead and a lot of creative business owners don't. And this is about the same potty train, but I never knew any of that. Like no one ever sits you down when you own your business and they're like, why are you doing this? What do you want? How many weddings do you enjoy every year? How do you want to spend your time? Why are you doing all this? Like no one asks you these things, but what I didn't understand too, is like the different phases you are not only in your business, but in your mindset. And so even when I say young entrepreneurs, like I don't mean age, I mean, because there's people mm -hmm. that have had a 25 year career retired, they figured out that they solve a problem, they're an expert at something, you know, and then they start their business. So you don't, but again, you don't know what you don't know. Life experience does help, but it's just, um, and again, like especially creatives, if you don't take a step back and take some time to work on the business rather than like in it, then you, you can't really evaluate and make decisions. You're down in the weeds, but you know, if you need a different result, you have to do something different. Right. right. And so that's where, you know, you're like knowing what phase you're in, for example, you know, people that come in like for a course, if they haven't been in business five years, at least they're not going to feel the pain of why do they need it? And I kind of feel the same way about branding. Like if, if people are saying things to you, if you listen to your audience, um, and, and you don't like it, what they're saying about you or your brand, usually it's, it's on you because it's a communication in your branding that has to shift. And that's not a bad thing, but a lot of entrepreneurs and creatives, because we're so emotionally invested in what we came up with and it is our baby, we don't make those changes. And those people go out of business, unfortunately. Yeah. I like to tell people that, especially for creatives, that we basically brand for uh, two sides of your business. So we have the personal branding side, which is always woven into the business brand side, because for a lot of, you know, wedding pros, people are hiring for a very, um, you know, special day. It's, you know, very uh, personal and intimate in who they hire. Uh, they want to make sure that, you know, that's going to be their best friend because they're going to be working with them on one of the most important days. And so there is the personal side where you have to weave in, you know, your personality and who you are and make sure that that can be showcased. But at the end of the day, it still is a business brand and it, it's an extension of yourself. Um, and what I like to tell people is whenever we brand for our clients, we want to be branding for the business that you want to have three to five years down the road. Like, you know, whenever you have a little kid and you buy them shoes and you don't buy the shoe that matches their foot size right now, you buy like a half size, a size bigger so that they can grow into yep. it. Uh, that's the, the type of branding that we want to do for your business of like, 
what are your goals that you want to achieve? All right, how can we put a brand and a website in place that will help you achieve those goals? And don't get bogged down because it's like, I remember like, because we do sub logos for, you know, different things every year that we launch. And if you get bogged down in those details that just don't flip and matter, and you even say a pretty little logo does not really matter. Like why? Like, tell them like, what is your take on like, why it just, it doesn't matter. (laughs) So I actually, I just posted about this on Instagram, like just the other day, oh, because good. I hear this all the time of like, you know, uh, branding isn't worth it. Or, you know, I invested in, you know, I didn't see anything. And I'm like, one, a logo isn't your brand. You didn't invest in branding. If you bought a new logo, I like the way that I like to, to help my creatives picture it is basically picture all these different gears that are together like have you ever gone to a playground and you see the gears and somebody can turn the thing and it will like turn all the gears okay so picture that in your mind you have so many different layers to the brand you have your brand personality your brand design your website copy your website design uh your ideal client your actual marketing like i could keep going and going and going your logo is literally one gear out of all of those So whenever you're so, you know, fixed on having the perfect logo, you've got four other gears that aren't tuned and aren't, you know, turning whenever you're marketing your business. And then people are saying, I'm showing up on Instagram and nothing's happening, or I'm going to bridal shows and nothing's happening. It's because they're not fine tuning every other gear. And so that's, that's what our whole experience is about is let's fine tune, let's oil up all of the gears. So that way, whenever you launch, you have your new brand and website and you go to crank, everything is turning the way that it's supposed to. And I'm sure you preach and preach to test things. (laughs) (laughs) before people launch them like oh my gosh but so there's and still people don't a lot of people now just don't know the difference between a website and a landing page and then you have functioning websites and you have good websites and then you have websites that convert and then you have websites that track and then websites that don't track because people you don't know you don't know and I love these platforms I really do that have made it easy and obtainable for anybody to build a website and buy a domain. I really do. But what they're not telling you when they're like, oh, it's so easy, it's drag and drop. You can put something and connect it to a URL. Like a 10-year-old has figured that out in my life. Yeah, Um, by watching YouTube videos. But there's a difference between functioning and then actually like converting and like, acting like a a human being working for you. So like, what is the difference? I love that you asked this question because I I hear people say this all the time. Like, oh, I have a good website. And I'm like, oh, great. Like how it's like converting people then like you have people that visit you and, you know, and they're like, oh no, like that. I'm like, then you don't have a good website. You have a functioning website, (laughs) but it's not a good website. Two different things. Um, so that's a 100. That's so funny that you brought that up. Um, yeah. So what makes a good one? Like a really good one. What we tell our clients is that your website should have one main goal. 
So whatever that is, that can be somebody filling out a contact form, um, booking a consultation call, signing up for a webinar, masterclass, um, getting emails. It doesn't matter. Like your, your website usually has one main goal and your website should be able to find cold, um, prospects people cold means like they're not you know very aware of you they're not somebody who you had like a direct conversation with and send them to your website and they should be able to convert them to make an action on whatever that end goal is and so my favorite referrals whenever I see them come through my inbox is whenever it says how did you find me and it says google and that is like I just sit there and I smile because I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like my website, I was able to like nail the SEO keywords, like have it show up in a search. Somebody came, spent time on my website, got all the information that they needed to make a buying decision and they want to take the next step. And that is what we mean whenever we have, whenever she says like, have a website that works for you. Like that's literally an employee that's up and running 24 seven. And it's, it's like little bitty simple things. So for example, before, like we went through, um, have you read story brand? I have years, years and years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like when I learned about it, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense, you know, like going through the different phases of things. But what my biggest takeaway was if the CTA button, which is call to action, which, which helps the person take the next step. And it, for some reason, especially creative entrepreneurs, we have a hard time getting people to the next step to like spend money. This is why you have either people surrounding you who are really good at it or a really good website instead of really great automation so that you don't always have to be the person. It does exist, but it takes some time and effort to get it all done and get it tested. But the conversion rate when a CTA button was not in phone view, and I'm talking like all the different versions, droids, iPhones, like we were asking people and it's like, we were getting so many hits to this one landing page, but nothing was really converting the way it should be like based on our previous, like hundreds of landing pages. And one of my girls was like, oh my God, the button is not in phone view. So by making the font smaller and then taking some of the spaces out, it, I mean, literally within seconds, like things start to convert. So it's just those itty bitty little things or, or the button you think, oh, the button doesn't need to all be the same size and the same color and a certain size. I mean, it comes down to a brand guide and a brand, I, we call it a brand Bible. Um, but you should not have to ask those questions. You should if you're doing it yourself, great, but the end goal is to hand it off to somebody to do it and execute. And when you have a Bible or a brain guide or whatever you want to call it, they're clear on exactly what needs to be done. And that's the part I think a lot of people skip is like doing that part. So you said it earlier, there's copy, there's all these different elements. And if you don't have the website pictures and the videos and the copy, and I mean, it, it all matters. And there's all different kinds of copywriters. Like, I mean, how many yeah. different copywriters are there? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't even know. There's so I, many. Yeah. There's so many. But even my own brother, who's doing a nonprofit for human trafficking and just like bring awareness to it, 
He's like, what is this bill for? I'm like, this is the person to write your copy for a landing page and an email campaign and a text campaign. And he's like, what do you mean copy? I'm like, oh, it means like text. And he's like, well, I mean, his wife is, she is, she's a copywriter. Not, she's not a sales copywriter. She doesn't convert or sell tickets. I mean, there's niche down. And I'm like, we have Mm -hmm. someone who raises money, who does this thing for nonprofits to convert. And you've got to plug the five senses and you've, I mean, there's all these things, but he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, all the more reason you should just pay the bill, right? right? (laughs) Like, what do you mean? You'll go do it yourself. And then you're going to be pissed because no tickets, you know? So it's like a, a downward spiral when you don't understand the value of something and it's an investment and it takes money to make money. But if people are looking to rebrand and like reposition in the market, because a lot of people that I know follow us and like ask us questions and stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years. They're all at expert level. They know their shit. But when it comes to like branding and working on their own business, they're so busy taking care of everybody else. They don't want to take the time to do it. So if someone is thinking about it, like, oh, I know I need to update. I know I need to, we call it a facelift because I was in healthcare and we worked with a lot of plastic surgeons, but it's like, you kind of need a facelift and facelifts, depending on what's in there can be, you know, 10, 20, 30 gray. I mean, there's some companies that spend millions and billion dollars on facelifts. It, it depends on what exactly what you said, the one word, the goal, what is the goal? So if someone wants to reposition themselves or rebrand in the market, like, is there certain steps that they should take that you would recommend? I actually recommend that if you are going to do a rebrand, like we have a client right now that we're working with again for the second time, we originally rebranded her business um, in 2018. And since then, so at the time she was an event planner. Um, This was back in 2018. She was an event planner. And then whenever COVID happened and all the events in, you know, the, in her pipeline, just like basically disappeared, Went away. she yeah. had to pivot. So she actually pivoted into doing mailers um, and doing gifts and stuff. And mm-hmm. now she runs a, I don't, it might be close to a billion dollar business, uh, through mailers. And she has, she works with like Netflix. She's done mailers for like the Kardashians. Um, she does these insane mailers and we're actually rebranding her business right now. Um, because of the fact that what she does has changed the level of client that she has, has changed. Um, her prices have changed. And you can't be running, you know, a billion dollar business on the same brand and website as much as she's like, I still love my brand. I still love my website. I get compliments on it all the time, but she's like, I know that for the level of client and the level of events that I'm doing, that it's just not doing our work and our experience justice anymore. But going back to your question, my whole thing is that if you're going to rebrand that you need to basically tear it all down to the studs and rebuild it. And the reason why is for one, going back to that confidence level that we talked about, but two, if you leave some things the same, it just doesn't feel like it. Think about whenever you get clothes, if you've ever gotten clothes from like Goodwill, 
versus brand new outfit from, I don't know, like whatever the most expensive place that you've ever gotten. Like, even though they're both new clothes to you, they feel different whenever you put them on. And so going back to that confidence thing, but also you end up looking like you piecemealed your brand and your website together. You want to shed it all like a snake skin and just have a whole new brand and website so that you're not missing any really crucial pieces. It's basically you taking an audit and going all the way back down and, and starting it again. Um, and it is, it's an investment. It's, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, it's not, it's not going to take that much time. It's not going to take that much money. Like, no, it, it will, <laughs> but it's 100% worth it. I mean, we have um, a page dedicated on our website to just client results and how much their, their life, their business, their ROI, like their bottom line, everything has changed because they took that step and they rebranded. Um, and they, they, they took that, that, that step on themselves. Like they, they saw a goal, they knew what they wanted to achieve and they, you know, put their money where their mouth is and made it right. Right. And the results that it gets is priceless. So I know like during COVID we, we helped some, they would come to us to build courses. And then I'm like, we would do the strategy. And then somehow we ended up building them because it was COVID (laughs) and all of our events got moved too. And so I'm like, well, we have a lot of time. If you guys want to learn how to do this, you know, let's do it. And we started doing events online, which all needed a whole branding structure. It was like little mini things inside of these companies. And it, it was just, it was actually a tad bit terrifying to me that companies didn't see the value and understanding that, okay, in this mini little product, you think that, and, and I know some, sometimes I know, sometimes I don't know what, what the investment was because we work with some tech startups and then they tell me, oh, well, we don't need all that. And I'm like, no, you, you, you actually do. And your sales will, will suffer. Um, and, and if you, if you're not talking to the audience and so what happened was we ended up hiring a few people, a copywriter, somebody did logos and I'm like, fine, we'll just, for some reason they would just give us the money, you know, like in one lump sum, if ever, if you took care of everything. So we ended up, that was not the plan. And then in December, my no more, no more. We're not doing this. This is not what now that events are back and we can travel and speak and like do human things. Like it's, it's not our, we know how, just cause you know, how doesn't mean you're an expert and it doesn't mean it's a good idea. And so, you know, now we have partners and people still ask us, I'm like, we don't do that anymore, but where the, the information is missing is the education to people about how important it is and why you want to invest and if you sit and listen to their challenges and their problems and why they're pissed off, it all goes back to the first connection that a potential customer sees them, which usually is their website, you know? Like, do you yeah. still have that belief that like Facebook is your second website? And then, you know, depending on where your audience is, a lot of people were saying that, but like in our industry, Instagram and Pin, you know, Pinterest came in and I don't know, do you still think that? Yeah. So I, Instagram for sure, especially for our industry, Facebook, not so much anymore, Instagram for our industry, but I've had this conversation before with people and I, 
and you're probably the same. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're looking for a, some to hire somebody, no matter if you start on Instagram or if you start on their website, no matter what you're checking out both. Like if you start on their website, you're going to Instagram. If you start on Instagram, you're going to their website. But I think that their website holds more validity to it. Yeah. That if, if I go to their Instagram and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, they spend a lot of time on Instagram. This looks great. And then I go to their website and their website is like trash. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay. Well, they're not very, a very smart business owner because they obviously are putting all of their, their eggs in one basket on Instagram and not, you know, taking their business I would say seriously in like building out an actual brand and website and having a more completed marketing strategy rather than just spending all of their time on Instagram, I don't know, TikTok, Facebook. Like that's just one of the the things that a lot of people don't understand is they think that that's a marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. And that's one component of a marketing strategy and I'm everything working. is Yes. People get so like zoomed in, you know, they're on like 500% zoom on like little, little tiny yeah. things. And I like want to like scroll out, like zoom out. You're not yep. seeing everything. Yep. And it, 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 it can be so costly when you don't know what you don't know. And then, and, and unfortunately there are a lot of, of branding and design and marketing firms and you know, if you're just looking for the cheapest one, you're going to get the same result. I mean, we all have to start somewhere, but like, here's, here's my favorite thing that, that I learned a couple of years ago, just through entrepreneurship. So we had a client come in and they're like, I want that funnel thing where my, I, I make money while I sleep. I'm like, yeah, that's the American dream, right? It's that freaking easy. So He's like, well, I want this, 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 and this, and like a landing page, or he's asking for a website. I'm like, you're asking for a landing page with one, you know, he had no clue. Um, but like it's his, his, his expectations were very unreasonable. And even though we were trying to educate, it wasn't a perfect client. And then everyone's miserable because they don't value things. And I'm like, well, how much do you want to spend? Oh, first I said, how much do you want your website to make you? Now it's a little bit different if you're a Shopify website products, which service is still a product. I mean, still your time, energy, effort, all that stuff. But he said, I told you a million dollars. I said, okay, well, so we're going to put a proposal together, but what, what have you allocated for all of this that you're asking for? He said a couple thousand dollars, you know, no more three, <laughs> three, $4,000. And I said, Oh no. So you just told me your website is you expect it to make this, but you want to spend it just it doesn't add up. That's like going to eat at Came Prime Steakhouse, but then going to McDonald's to get a hamburger. It just it doesn't make sense. Um even after we had educated, you know, all the different pieces and all those different parts. And so those are opportunities that I've had to learn to walk away from <laughs> because when you come back and say, Oh, actually this percentage, like I have an internal percentage that is spent on updating and, you know, giving things facelifts each year. But do you have a thought on that? If people ask you like, cause that is probably what one of the questions we get a lot, how much should you invest if you are a new brand 
And how much should you invest if you are, and I know it depends on the situation, but is there like a baseline that you give people? Honestly, there's not because there's so much that goes into it as far as what you were saying with like, well, how much do you want to make? And, you know, what are your numbers? Like, what are you, uh, what's your profit margin? You know, what are your yearly, you know, what's your yearly revenue? There's so many numbers that can go behind it. Um, And so you can get with a, um, with a, um, not advisor. Oh my gosh. I'm blanking on the word <laughs> with the money people an accountant, um, yes, and put together like, yeah. yeah, bookkeeper. And they can help you put together like an operating budget that, yeah. that goes over like deep into your numbers and making sure that you're profitable and, you know, how much your cost of goods are, you know, compared to your, your package prices and all that good stuff. Um, but no, there's not like a hard and, and fast number. Um, but as you were saying earlier, that it's definitely an, an investment, but if you hire the right people who know what they're doing, that it's, it's a really lucrative investment. Like I just got a word from one of our clients on Instagram. I put together a post and she messaged me yesterday and she said, um, she launched in 2020, 2020, I believe. So mm-hmm. and she said that, yeah, she said that the year after that she had gone up 200% in profit. Wow. Because yeah. of like her website. Her re- yeah. Being her rebrand. Right. Yeah. Her website, her rebrand awesome. and being able to raise her prices. And, um, yeah. So numbers like, like that are just, and that's the most exciting part to me. Like being a designer and putting together a pretty website, that's fun. But the moments where I'm like, this is what I live for is whenever clients come back and they're like, I, you know, was able to put a down payment on a house, or I was able to leave my full-time job and do this now, or, you know, I was able to, um, what's some other good ones that we've had in the the past. I was able to start our like IVF journey, um, and stuff like that. Like that's the kind of, there's there's power in that. And so I just tell people, I'm like, we're in the business of changing people's lives. We just use branding and marketing to do it. Yeah. It's like the vehicle, (laughs) like, yeah, but without all the components, you know, inside the car, it's not going to, and that's what I try to tell people. It's like, you got a nice car, but you don't put the right gas in it. Like you're screwed and it's not going (laughs) to go anywhere. So I love that. Like just understanding is it functional is it up or is it actually like I didn't know what that meant either years ago my IT part we were rebranding and he's like well you know what are your expectations and he's like you have a lot of content and stuff to move over and we need to move it to like Amazon from a you know space becomes an issue too and again rebranding I know just from speaking from personal experience and blogging since blogging came out and and having all this information. We use it as a resource library. And so when he was like, we're just going to strip everything that was like what you said earlier, but I was like, but wait a minute. I, I actually search my own shit on my blog. Like I don't want my blog <laughs> I know years old. And I know we post very consistently and have for a very long time, but I don't, I want to make sure those are somewhere that I can get to those. And, um, he's like, no, 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 no we don't have to do your blog. <laughs> it's, it's just, He's like all the other infrastructure stuff, because there's so many rabbit holes that people could go down. And if you're not clear in the customer journey on the website, no one's going to click and do anything. And it's true. So I learned to 
you know, take a step back and not really make the decisions, like let, allow the data to make the decisions and what you like. And then what people are doing are always two different things. So, yeah. yeah. I you know will give, uh, yes, for sure. I'll give your, your audience two little like website bonus uh, yeah. tips because I know you mentioned earlier and that brought it back up. Uh, a lot of mistakes that we see people making are one, they're putting their blog on like the top menu portion of their website. And for a lot of people, you want to get found, like you blog for SEO purposes to get found and have a greater chance. But once people are on your website, you don't want them going to your blog most of the time, because then they're going to get lost in what I call blog land. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're not going to be able to find their way back. They just go down like a content rabbit hole and they forget why they started this search in the beginning. Yep. And so we always like hide the blog button and like mm -hmm. in a bottom menu or somewhere where people can't find it because you want them to stay on your, I call them your money-making pages, like mm -hmm. getting them to that end goal. The other thing that we recently started doing is, uh, a lot what's become really popular is putting, you know, that Instagram feed down in the footer where it has like the pictures from your Instagram really big. But once again, People, once you're, they're on your website, you don't want them getting distracted and going to social media where you're having to, uh, you know, compete with other uh, wedding pros or business owners doing the same thing that you do. And so yeah. we just make it a, the little, you know, social media icon. We don't do like the big, huge Instagram grid to draw their attention away from your website. Like once they're on your website, we want them spending time reading your copy, getting to know you and investing in your brand and really making that business decision if what your services are in line with what they're looking for um, instead of sending them other places like blog land and Instagram. <laughs> so remove those, it hide so them. It so is that so important. Stay on your website. Yeah. And like two other really just important things too is like you want to own your audience. And when you are allowing, or you don't have a website, or you're not sending people from Instagram or Facebook or to your website, there was a day, and we're still in the year that it happened, that Instagram and Facebook went down. We have a <laughs> yeah. client who goes live every Monday night. Some of our clients make six figures in one night. Now, they've worked for 10 plus years to build an audience, nurture an audience. They have put so much investment into different things. But when you rely on that to pay your bills and pay your, like your people <laughs> and put food on the table with your family, literally, and you work so hard and promote these, these special guests that are coming on and then it's the platforms down. And even though we always say, you know, in your audience, people don't know what that means. Even though we explained it, they had to feel the hurt of that. And then say, okay, we, we have, and I'm like, this is where email list, text community, Patreon, like you've got to own your audience people if mm -hmm. you're going to make money online. And the other thing I will say, just a separate strategy, we do drive people specifically to our blog from social media for two things. One, we have sidebar ads. And so we have a you know money making product 
there on the side. And the only reason we did that, we would never do that prior to COVID because over 90% of our analytic, our traffic came from a, a smartphone. And then it flipped when COVID started. And so it's like paying attention to the analytics, not just once a year, but every 90 days, it's changing with the world and what's happening and making those decisions. And the other reason we drive people to specific URLs, we use pretty links, which tracks everything. And we track all these numbers because for sponsorships and to make money, you have to track that. And when you send people just to your website, you don't know what they're clicking on. I don't. And so that's what Linktree helps us do. But, but again, it, it, they can go to the website from there. But if we're promoting ticket sales or something, you know, for a gala or nonprofit or something, that's where we want to be really specific. But that is like, I mean, I didn't get into that until I was, I was a 15 year old business before I understood and like got into landing pages and stuff. So it's like just understanding the basic part, going back to the goal and the why and not comparing because I know what somebody's going to listen to our podcast and be like, well, Angela sends me to the blog and Angela does this and she's doing it wrong. No, it, it, it goes back to your goal. And my, our goal is that we don't do anything unless we track it. If it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so it's like, if you're rebranding or, or a new business owner, especially new business, like you, you need that, you need that SEO, you need it. Um, but most people don't blog for profit and it, they blog for the SEO and then for a potential lead. And then if you go there, you've got to have a way to capture their information, right? I mean, as we wrap up, just being running and, and having a profitable company can come so much from your branding, how your website is set up, putting out what you want. And, you know, you always hear dress for the job you want. And so if you want to get out of barn weddings and you want to get into more luxury, you're going to have to do something. And I don't always agree with photo shoots, but if you're capable of doing things and you need to show it, you know, do some, I like to call it inspiration shoots, not photo shoots, because there's a meaning behind it, right? But you need good pictures. You need video. You need those assets for a website. You need for social media too. Um, but if people want to connect with you, how, what is your pay? Like, do you tell, tell people like, just go to my website or like, do you have a favorite platform on social? Uh, you can go to my website actually. So if you want to take like a Cosmo style quiz and find out what stage of business that you're in, you can go to carrylovedesigns.com slash quiz and take that. It gives you like more personalized advice on like what your next steps are. Um, but then other than that, I love Instagram, um, of course, like every other millennial. Yes. So you can find me on, uh, Instagram at carrylovedesigns. Awesome. We will put all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today. This was awesome. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done, would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights. And I want to know your aha moments. 
Until next week, remember, the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.